Welcome to the Kingdom Life Coaching Podcast. I'm your host, Megan Nilsson, speaker, author, and yes, life coach. We live in a noisy world with a million external influences vying for our attention. This is the space where we can quiet the noise, sort out our thoughts through honest conversation, and discover what it looks like to take aligned, faith-filled action in a world of endless possibilities. Hey, hey, welcome back. I'm so glad you're here with me today. Today, I'm going to be unpacking a little bit. What is this beautiful exchange journaling of which you speak, Megan? You know, if you've listened to this episode at all or this podcast, that I am going through my newest book, Untangled Faith, How Honest Conversations with God Lead to Deeper Connections, Clarity, and Peace. And truly, the crux of the matter is when we can get honest with ourselves, we can get honest with God, and we can move through those honest feelings and those honest places, we will find freedom on the other side. We absolutely will, but we have to be willing to walk that path. And so today we're going to settle in in the book of Habakkuk a little bit because this was the inspiration for what does it look like to have some honest conversations with God. And as I've said before, I originally heard about something called two-way journaling from a man named Mark Verkler of Communion with God Ministries. And he really centers his four keys to hearing God's voice in the book of Habakkuk. So I have learned from him and I am diving in here with you today to share a little bit about what Mark Verkler has taught me and then share some of the insights that God has given me. But I've spent the past few episodes talking about journaling with God, writing with him, how writing out your honest thoughts, receiving God's perspective can actually be a form of worship because you're doing this interchange, this dance, if you will, with the Lord. And, you know, my husband, he is, he's not really a journaler. There have been times in the past, but when he heard me guide people through this framework of beautiful exchange for journaling for the first time, he said, oh my goodness, well, if that's what you mean by journaling, I could do that. And so I'm spending some time here trying to really undo some of the wiring that might be keeping you stuck, keeping you from trying this experience because either you have labeled yourself a non-journaler, this is not what you do, or you are simply afraid you are fearful that you might not hear God that this is that you might kind of start this journaling process and get stuck and have nothing and so if you are afraid of of hearing nothing then go back and listen to my past episode from last week when God seems silent there's three three tips I give you when God seems silent to move through that season but for now I want to jump into the book of Habakkuk and I want the reason that I like Habakkuk as a prophet is that he is engaging with God in a very real, honest, powerful way. So many prophets in the Old Testament, they kind of either fall in, in you know, a couple of camps, right? We've got Isaiah, who's just jumping on in and volunteering for his assignment. Lord, send me. That's one of the first podcast episodes I, I did. I think it's episode number three is Lord, send me and other things we might not really mean. So if you resonate with that, go back and listen to that episode. But Isaiah's all in once he feels and experiences the holiness of God. And then we have our friend Jonah, who decides to run headlong in the opposite direction, right? So we know how that turns out. 
somehow he ends up in the belly of a whale and hopefully that's not happening to you. But Habakkuk is different, I believe, than many of the other prophets. Why is that? Because he's not getting the message that he needs to rain down harsh words onto a people to let them know what God is saying. No, Habakkuk actually turns completely in the opposite direction, 180 degrees towards God, and he speaks to God himself. Because Habakkuk is witnessing absolute hell and horror that's happening happening all around him. His people are being oppressed and he goes right up to God and he wants to just address his anger and concern with God directly. So he cries out to God. He's naturally disappointed and he asks the question that everyone must have been thinking. He says, how long, Lord, how long must I call for help and you don't listen or cry out to you about violence and you don't save us? Why do you force me to look at injustice? Why do you tolerate wrongdoing? Oppression and violence are right in front of me. Strife is ongoing and conflict escalates. This is why the law is ineffective and justice never emerges. For the wicked restrict the righteous, therefore justice comes out perverted. This is straight from Habakkuk chapter 1 verses 1 through 4 CSB version. Habakkuk doesn't pull any punches. Can you relate this? I feel like these words could have been written at any point in human history, even today. These questions, why do you force me to look at injustice? Why do you tolerate wrongdoing? What gives God? What the heck? Violence abounds, the wicked prosper, evil prevails. This, I can't stand for this any longer. And then God speaks to him and he answers Habakkuk with these words. God says, look at the nations and observe. Be utterly astounded for I am doing something in your day that you will not believe when you hear about it. So God immediately comes back and says, Oh, Habakkuk, I know that this is hard and it's confusing, but I want to let you know that I am doing something. I am working in your life and you will not believe it when you hear about it. And I believe this is a word for many of you listening today. God is working in your life. You will be utterly astounded. He is doing something. He's at work in your life. And when you see his hand at work, when you see his hand begin to bring about miracles and open doors and moving you through certain pathways, you will be astounded and you'll be like, oh my gosh, I couldn't have even dreamed this if I wanted to. So God pretty much puts Habakkuk in his place, doesn't he? He reminds him like God's God and man's man, God's ways are higher than man's ways and God's going to intervene in his own way. But Habakkuk doesn't exactly like what he's hearing. He's resistant, to God, he's resistant to God's message. And he says, you know what? Oh, Lord, my God, my Holy One, you who are eternal, surely you do not plan to wipe us out, right? Is that, is that your answer? You're going to wipe us out? You're pure and cannot stand the sight of evil. Will you wink at their treachery? Should you be silent while the wicked swallow up people more righteous than they? So this is from the NLT version. Habakkuk just kind of swings back, swings back in full honesty. And he's basically saying, what gives? You cannot be serious that your plan is to raise up wicked people and prosper them. This cannot be happening. And so I love this because I feel like Habakkuk is responding with refreshing honesty and candor. Don't you feel like sometimes there's this, there's this religious culture in the Christian community that we're not allowed to be honest. And Habakkuk's like, I'm going after it. He doesn't censor himself with some religious pretense, which I'm often tempted to do. 
King David is another model of someone who spoke to God with utter honesty. You just read the Psalms and you feel the honesty pouring out of him. His questions pour out from a broken soul that resonates with all of us on our human journey. These men just unleash their questions and they boldly face God with their natural disappointment. But then both of them, Habakkuk and King David, they wait for God's reply. So at the heart of it all, at the end of the day, they're honest and they bring their full selves, their full pain, all of their questions to God. But in the end, they know that God is God and they are not. So they stop talking and they wait and they listen. So both Habakkuk and King David realize this important truth. They know that they inhabit a world in which God is sovereign. God reigns over all. Eugene Peterson writes this when he's talking about the book of Habakkuk. He wrote, it is only in that space that Habakkuk realizes the believing in God life The steady trusting in God life is the full life, the only real life. So he can feel the pain. He can see the oppression, but he knows where else would we turn? To whom else would we turn, God, except only to you? So this is what beautiful exchange journaling does for you. If you want to give it a try, it's this amazing spiritual exercise where you can come out swinging. You have space on the page to ask all the questions that you want, to go after the things that are keeping you stuck and frustrated and broken and confused. And then you stop and you listen and you invite the Lord to meet you in your bewilderment, meet you in your questioning. It allows you the opportunity to to hear from God when he's sees you, and he addresses your anxieties and your concerns. So here's the pivotal key to this process. It's Habakkuk's responsive action in chapter two. So at the very beginning of chapter two, Habakkuk waits for God's response, declaring he knows that God's going to to respond to him. And he says, I will stand at my guard post and station myself on the look tower. I will watch to see what he will say to me, and what I should reply about my complaint. So right there in that passage, he gives us a formula. He gives us a blueprint of what it looks like to wait and to hear from the Lord. What's he going to do? Number one, he's going to stand guard. So if you are waiting for the Lord to speak to you, get yourself into a space or place in which you are perched, you are awake. Go back and listen to the episode, Choosing to Be Awake to Your Life. You are awake to your life and you are on the lookout for the Lord. This is a key foundational first step. You have got to open up yourself, open up your spirit, open up your soul and say, I am awake and I am ready and I'm putting myself in a position and a space and a place in which I am ready and I'm on the lookout for God's hand at work in my life. Now, you may not see it in that moment, but you have now lifted your eyes up you are looking around and you're actively paying attention, looking for God's hand at work in your life. That's step number one. Step number two, quiet yourself in God's presence. So is it possible to be actively awake and quiet? Absolutely. So you quiet yourself in God's presence and you say, I'm awake and alert and I'm, I'm going to shut out the extraneous noise of the world. 
I'm going to wait and see what God is going to do, what he will say. That's step number two. And then number three, fix your eyes on Jesus. So Verkler in his book, Four Keys to Hearing God's Voice, these are the steps that he uses the book of Habakkuk and he brings these out. You stand guard, then you quiet yourself in God's presence, and then you fix your eyes on Jesus. You know that he is the author and the perfecter of your faith. To whom else would you turn? So you stay present. You don't trip into vain imagination. Vain imagination is the space, and I am a pro at jumping ahead and beginning to fantasize about all kinds of things that could go wrong, about all kinds of terrible outcomes that could come. And I have been convicted over and over again by the Holy Spirit, by my counselor, to not trip into that space, but to fix my eyes on Jesus in the present moment and say, this is the reality as I see it. Lord, what do you want me to know? And then the fourth step, as you're listening for the Lord, is to tune to the Holy Spirit. Tune to that flow of the Holy Spirit, and you begin to write from a place of total openness. So here's where the exchange comes. You get to release all of your thoughts and concerns, fix your eyes on Jesus, and begin to write from a place of openness. In this space, you don't let anything block the words. You imagine that you're opening this dam of reservoir and the water is rushing out. I have a, a, a woman I know that was trying this journaling for the first time and she's like, man, Megan, I have no idea if I can hear God's voice. She said, I, in fact, I opened my journal and I, she said, I couldn't help myself, but the words purple and wildflower came to my mind. And she thought, I have no idea why I'm writing down the words purple and wildfire. This is wild flowers. This is bananas. So she goes on to finish her journaling, closes her book. And a little while later, her daughter comes home from being outside. She was out on a walk or a run and her daughter comes in. And she's like, mom, oh my gosh, you're never going to believe this. But when I was running today, I saw a field of beautiful purple wildflowers. And her mom just started laughing because she said, what in the world? She's like, I don't know why that happened. And I said to her, I said, I believe I know why that happened. It's this sweet moment that God wanted to remind you that he actually is speaking to you and you can hear him. Why would you come up with the words purple and wildflower? And then in just a short amount of time, your daughter would come home and say, guess what I saw, mom? I saw this gorgeous field of purple wildflowers. It's because God is drawing you to him. It doesn't have to be serious all the time. He's giving you these beautiful moments if you are awake to it and you are paying attention. And she was awake and perched and ready and she did not censor herself. In her journal, she wrote the words that were coming to her. She had no idea what they meant. She didn't know if anything was going to come of it. And then sure enough, it did. God did confirm that he is speaking to her and she can trust the process. So this is what I want to impart to you today, that this whole idea of journaling with the Lord doesn't have to be so serious. You don't have to wonder, am I going to get it right? What if I mess up? What if I don't hear him? You just have to open yourself up to the experience. So this beautiful exchange journaling, it allows you to release your thoughts to the Lord. 
and then you climb into your spiritual watchtower. You tune your senses to God's activity and his voice, and you begin to write what you hear. So just like Habakkuk is honestly questioning God and he quiets himself, he stands alert and ready, trusting that every detail of our lives is continually woven together to fit into God's perfect plan. I'm reading from Romans chapter 8, verses 28 in the Passion Translation. It literally says, every detail of your life is continually woven together to fit into God's perfect plan. His plan to bring good into your life. For we are his lovers who've been called to fulfill his designed purpose. Do you believe that today? Do you believe that you've been called for a purpose? If you don't, I want you to really dig into that. What is keeping you from believing that you are loved and that you are called for such a time as this, some divine purpose? What's keeping you stuck? God wants you to bring it all to him. So begin to ask these questions, the big things, the little things. It does not matter. The beautiful, the broken things, all of it. He will bring wisdom and clarity to your circumstances if you open yourself to the fullness of this process. Now, if you're listening to this and you are asking yourself questions like, what does it look like to open myself to the fullness of the process of of connecting with God? If you are feeling today that you are stuck and you are asking so many questions and you're frustrated and maybe you have been in church at some time in your life, maybe you have been in a relationship with the Lord at some time in your life, but, but terrible things have happened, hard things have happened, you have walked away, you've walked away from the church, you've walked away from God, and you don't know what it looks like on the other side, but something in your spirit is drawing you back. Something in your spirit is waking you up to begin to ask the questions, is there more in this life? Is God real? Does he want to draw me back to himself? There's so much grace for this process. And I'm telling you, I talk to people all the time that are in this space of asking the hard questions and then trusting, okay, I don't know the answer, but I know that there's a God out there and does he want to speak to me? How could he be speaking to me? How could you wake up to your life? If this is stirring something in you, even now, as you listen to my voice and you think, okay, God, is this the time? Is this the season that you are drawing me back to yourself? I want you to consider reaching out to me. There, I offer a free curiosity, a free consultation call, no strings attached. If you hop on my website, Megan B. Nilsen, so M-E-G-A-N, the letter B, N-I-L-S-E-N.com, you'll see a button at the top that says curiosity call book that call. We can have a free conversation and I would just love to hear what is God stirring in you right now? How can I pray for you? What kind of support do you need? And if you want to consider doing some deeper work to walk in freedom and begin to experience this exchange of of laying down your quite laying down your thoughts and your questions and your frustrations and saying, God, this is what I'm feeling. This is what I'm experiencing. But I know that you have something deeper for me. I know you have something better for me. This is what this work is. As, as a kingdom life coach, this is what I'm doing is helping people get aligned again with the voice of God, feeling his love, understanding that you can trust yourself to hear his voice. And I would so be honored to walk alongside you to help you unpack that and begin to hear his voice for yourself. So I love you guys. 
I pray that the Lord would be sweet and speak over you, that you would feel his love today. And don't forget to reach out if you need any kind of support. And I will continue to unpack what is this beautiful exchange journaling? How is this different than just opening up a spiral notebook and beginning to write what you feel? I'm telling you the process is deep and it is transformative and I cannot wait to go through it with you over the next few weeks. So I love you guys and see you next time. Thank you so much for listening. If this episode challenged or inspired you, I would be honored if you would rate it and leave a review wherever you listen to podcasts so others can hang out with us too. If you'd like to connect at a deeper level, you can find me on Instagram at Megan underscore Nilsen or head to my website, meganbnilsen.com and schedule a free curiosity and connection call. Let's keep the conversation going.